Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. Okay, welcome to this episode of Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice, and I am really excited because today I'm joined with a really fabulous talent. Um, she is a performing artist. She is an entrepreneur. She runs multiple businesses, model, uh, photographer, MC. I mean... She just really is the full package here. Uh, I'm joined today by Amanda Nowak. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Yes, girl. <laughs> and I love that you are sporting your pop-up performer shirt. Oh, Put the yeah. camera down. Let's look at that. Yes, girl. This is Vegas's, one of Vegas's newest and hottest um, entertainment companies, and we're going to get into that. But thank yes. you for taking the time. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for inviting me because I know that we have talked about this for a few months now We have, and we're finally doing it and I love it and I'm so proud of you and I've listened to tons of the podcasts. So all the episodes are great and I think you're doing a great job. So congratulations to you first. Thank you. Thank you. That, that honestly yeah. means a lot. It really does. And I'm, I'm actually, Aww. I'm touched that, that you take the time to listen because I know you're busy girl. So. <laughs> I love you. listening to you. I'm always flattered when people make the time. Um, yeah. So, well, let's get into it. How? Okay, so I want to know a little bit more. I want you to talk, you know, a little bit more about your your history. You know, so the audience gets to know you. I mean, we, you know, anyone in Vegas knows who you are. You're, you know, friends with you know everybody in the industry. You're well known. You're well respected. But you know, would you say that your first um, uh, professional experiences in Vegas were as a dancer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, go ahead. Well, what actually brought me out to Vegas was Fashionistas. Yes, that was the first show I, I remember seeing you in, but I wasn't, in this moment, I wasn't sure if that was your first show in Vegas or if it was just the first time I saw you, but you were brilliant yeah. in that show. Oh, thank you. It was so much it, fun watching you in that show, and you had the blonde hair back then. Yeah, the natural blonde. I'm naturally yeah. blonde, yeah, yeah, not yeah. naturally red. <laughs> but yeah, no, that brought me out here, because I was living in LA for about a year and a half, Okay, and doing the whole LA thing, and auditioning my ass off, you know. Oh, am I able to say ass? Yeah, you're fine. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? <laughs> but, what, wait, yeah. Remind me, though, where you're from, though. Where did you grow up? Uh, in Minnesota. Okay, great. Yes, you're a Midwestern girl, just like me. Yeah. I'm yeah. Michi- Michigander. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Midwest, you know, just so nice to everybody and can talk to anybody. It's just, it's my thing. But, yeah, so I, I lived in Minnesota and danced my whole life there. I started dancing at two and a half. And did studio and then the dance team. And then I ended up um, on a dance scholarship at this company called Xenon Dance Company. Oh, perfect. And it was in Minneapolis. And so I did that and then uh, did a few gigs here and there. I ended up teaching a little bit. And then I went on a cruise ship. Royal Caribbean. Yeah, I did Royal as well. That, I think, I think it's yeah. a good, that's like a, a, a pretty common uh, journey to, to get right. to where we ended up going. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah, ship, it was wait, like what ship did of, you do? I was on the Rhapsody of the Seas. Perfect. I was on the yeah. Legend. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, so I did the cruise ship thing, but my dream was always to live in LA. I lived there for a little bit. I danced at Disneyland. I did a few... 
dancing things, which were pretty cool for like, you know, a new, a newbie, you know, in the professional sure. industry. But I got to dance with like Beyonce at a NBA all-star game. Yes. Yes. Okay, girl. Uh, and I danced in a Blink-182 music video. So like I did a few things, but like, honestly, it was quite a struggle. And it was like tons of auditioning, tons of classes, lots of no's. Tr- yeah. Just to try and stay up on it and then also just like similar to like new york like the cost of living there is is very challenging you know right well and thankfully i didn't have to deal with the rent or anything i i lived with my good friend who i worked with on the cruise ship i lived with her and her family and they let me stay there rent free which i was so so thankful for but it allowed me to like really really push myself and constantly go to class and constantly go to auditions and stuff like that and you know strive and all that stuff but it was still a hard and still lots of no's and you know you don't have the right look or whatever you're too tall or yada 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 right all of a sudden and we you know we do develop a thick a somewhat of a thick skin but it's still mm -hmm. it's even as thick skinned as you can get and resilient as you can get it's still hard to hear that many no's in a row (laughs) you know no matter who you are (laughs) totally Right. You could be the best dancer in, in, in the room, but right. if you don't have the right look that you're, that they're looking for, you know, it's or just, like, as you mentioned the height, like you have no control over your height. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I can change the color of my hair, but I can't change my height. So right. if I'm like way too tall for the artist that I would be dancing behind, yeah. it just doesn't work. That Whatever. was something I struggled with too. Like I obviously like with my height, I mean, I remember coming to Vegas and thinking, okay, I'm tall. So that should be to my benefit in Vegas. And yeah. to a, to a certain extent it was, but mm-hmm. when I would audition for, you know, uh, you know, I would, I'll say headliners or somebody, you know, whatever performing artists that, you know, a lot of times yeah. I was a lot, I was too tall to, to work with some of the, those singers and some of those recording artists, but I would make it to like the, till a certain, you know, a certain amount of cuts, whatever. And I remember one time, I think it was even for Johnny and Marie here. And I was like in that, it was like that final cut type moment. And I was, we, they had us lined up in like our height line, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember like trying to slouch, like trying to make <laughs> myself shorter. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, it didn't work, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you know, I kind of done, I've done that too before because females get put in a line too, from tallest to shortest, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm usually sometimes I'm like the tallest one that I do kind of like. Yeah, like you, you know, just... shrink down a little bit, or I have a whole bunch of tall showgirls that I'm like, you know, right, right. And then you put your hair in a high bun that day, right, like, yes. right, right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, but it's true. It's so true. So, totally. I mean, coming to Vegas, did you have any, like, yeah. I mean, obviously you had a job offer, which was great to do a show, and that's what we all want. Where Did yeah. you have any apprehensions, though? I mean, coming from, like, LA, oh, so, yeah. like, you know, a lot of times when you're, move, when you're already set up in LA, the move to Vegas can, uh, is something that not everybody likes to do. So, did you have any, you know, apprehensions, or what was that process like? It, uh, it was a little bit weird because I never, ever thought in my whole life I would live in Las Vegas, like from Minnesota. Like, I just thought that Vegas honestly was, and this is probably going to sound bad. It's just where I was raised. But like, I thought it was a lot of like gambling, drugs and drinking and strippers and, and then like the showgirls, which I didn't really know much about, but like, I kind of never really considered myself a showgirl because I did like jazz and hip hop and 
you know, every every kind of like dancing, right? But I I never really thought of myself as a showgirl. But right. Well, I think sometimes the title showgirl gets. Uh, we know what it is, but I think yes. that I think before living here, yeah, there there's a little bit of a misconception of what a real showgirl is. Like it somehow gets lumped into mm-hmm. the stripper category in some way, which isn't true. Like a real showgirl right. is not that. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> but honestly, when I got the opportunity because I auditioned in LA for fashionistas and uh, I I made it to the end. Uh, They offered me the job and it was kind of one of those things that it was like a six month contract. The pay was good and Mm. it was like a new, you know, change of scenery. And I was like, I don't have to struggle and like work my ass off to try and book one gig that's going to last for one day in LA like I'll have consistent work for six months in Vegas. And I was like, I'll go try it. I'll see what it's like. And and then it, I'll save up my money and then I'll move back to LA. Well, when right, I came right. here, when I came here, I was like, I'm never leaving. Like, this is amazing. Like I fit in with Vegas. Yeah. I did oh, fit totally in do. with LA. Yeah. And so it was just changing my mindset and like sure. realizing like, oh, this is where I need to be. It wasn't like, I thought the dancers weren't going to be good or anything like that. No, like, no, of course not. Yeah. Some people think that way. They're like, oh, LA is like where all the good dancers are. And then you go to Vegas if like you don't make it. And it wasn't right. that like I had a great or well, you know, continue to have a great career in Vegas. So like Vegas is totally my scene. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so, yeah, it's great. I'm so thankful that I went to that audition and yeah. it brought me here. It was that yeah. one of those like life changing moments. I love that totally. to like to look back in retrospect, you know. And I totally. I can completely relate. You know, I I I feel like I had a, not to t- not to talk too much about me, but I yeah. had, <laughs> no, I had kind of a similar um, experience. Like wh- when I got offered the job, I came to do Jubilee, which you know right there behind me, um, mm-hmm. and. Same thing. I had auditioned um, before. I I don't know. I had never been to Vegas when I got offered the job. I was living in Chicago and I was dancing in more of like a concert dance type environment. Mm-hmm. And so I remember getting it from the other angle where people were like, "Oh, you're moving to Vegas. You're selling out. Or you're gonna go do com- you're gonna go do commercial work like or a production show." They didn't think this was. They didn't think it was like, you know. They thought I was compromising some form of artistic integrity or something. And I was like, I didn't feel that way. But that was like what, you know, like that was right. what some of, that's what the Chicago, like, you know, modern dance company, ballet company scene was saying about going to yeah. do a showgirl show in Vegas. And that's the thing, too. I was like, I I really did make the big switch. I was dancing with a ballet company. And then I was like, I'm going to go do a topless show in Vegas. Like, yes. <laughs> could nothing could be further from the end of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> but I get it. And I, you know, I felt the same way, you know, when I first got here or my intention when I got here was the same, ex- almost exactly the same thing. I said, well, you know what? It's a six month contract. It's consistent work. Everything you mentioned, yeah. but then something shifted when I got here and it, and it became home and same thing. I mean, I think, I think we're Vegas girls. Yeah, we are. Oh my God, did <laughs> I just are. come up with the title of the episode? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. So fashionistas was great too. Let me tell you, I, you, for the people who don't know, I, it was actually the first show I even saw in Vegas. And I remember it was at Crave. Oh. It was great. Um, yes. Because I knew Stefan Reynolds, um, and uh-huh. he got me some comps. He, I, I'm sure I think he was in the show the same time you were, um, yeah. and um, and I just thought it was great. It was so much fun. It was just a fun show, and everybody was talented. Everybody was beautiful, and and I remember again coming from Chicago, come more again more of a concert, more little mod. I would call even a more of a modest dance scene, you know, right, to come and right. see if 
to see a Vegas show. I mean, I'm coming into Jubilee, so I'm already dripping in rhinestones and crystals and stuff like that. But then to go see right. Fashionistas, which was just cool and sexy, I was like, yes! I was like, yeah, Vegas! <laughs> yeah, it, well, and it was very, very different for myself because I was... I did grow up a bit more modest conservative and, and, yeah, and conservative you know, as far as like body and, and I know when and we say like, conservative now, we, we got to be careful. We're like, we don't, yeah, people not, don't think that we're right, politically that conservative. conservative. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, it was a big change for me, honestly, too, because so fashionistas was sexy, but it was more like erotic sexy. Right. But, but still tasteful. Oh, yeah, it was tasteful, mm-hmm. but there were some sexy parts that, for me, I had never... That was new. yeah, explored yeah. that on stage. Yeah, I never really explored <laughs> that before, like, in real life or, or even in real stage. life, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that you was... clarified that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, and so it, it was kind of different, but the, honestly, the talent that was in that cast was just like top notch mm-hmm. and they were very welcoming because honestly, almost everyone uh, that was in the show were Vegas locals. There was only two of us that came from L.A. And so everyone pretty much, you know, knew each other or, or had done a show prior together. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone was super nice. Like we got along really, really well, like on and off stage. And so we would hang out at Crave afterwards yeah. and have drinks and hang girl, out in the dressing you know, room for like too, hours. You know? <laughs> yeah. That was the big for people who don't know, for people who don't who haven't been in Vegas, that was like the it was the only gay night gay nightclub on the Vegas strip, first of all. Right. But it was also one of the biggest and most fun. It was like where we all went and you know, I was at Bally's just down the street doing our show mm-hmm. and we always came um after to come dance and crave it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I miss totally. Crave. I do miss Crave. It was I fun. know. It, well and I ended up like uh next door when they had the what was it called? Like girl bar? Maybe? Yes, yes, I remember. Yeah, I think so. I think they had so a night that they like called lesbian, a girl bar. Yeah, 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 like lesbian nights every you know once a week or something like that. And I would yeah. like do fashionistas, have a drink, and then I would go go over there. <laughs> she, she and was so hustling, I was just, honey. Like, I would just live in there basically, but I loved it. It, it a, was a great time, and I, I still remain friends with a lot of the cast. So, oh, I yeah. love hearing that. I love hearing that. No, yeah. I mean, hey, listen. And isn't that isn't that's a good segue into is to knowing like isn't that the Vegas hustle or or any really anywhere but like since we're talking about Vegas specifically yeah I mean this uh, and you really did it and you mastered it you know and like the, you know if you were a self starter and focused and driven there were so many. Um, additional income opportunities that you could create for yourself. So like, as you said, you know, I had my show, but then I would still go, go dance next door because I could, I mean, it's like, you know, it was really, for me, I remember thinking this is, this is, this is a money city. Like I can, we can, like, I mean, obviously, you know, I don't, I don't mean to be obnoxious to talk about money, but, but as a performer, I mean, obviously it's a factor you have to make a living. And I just remember coming from a city like Chicago and prior to that living in New York, I personally was used to, a hustle that was uh, working almost a lot harder for less money. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh. totally. So what, what is your, you know, tell us a little bit more about your experiences as like a freelance artist. Cause you've done a lot in town. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So I am one that since pretty much I moved here shortly after, um, I've been doing gigs along with shows that I've done. Um, and along with nightclubs that I've danced at too. And I will say that 
one, you do need a hustle. You need to meet with the agents and, and, and entertainment companies and all of that stuff. You have to submitting. put yourself out there. You have to be, you, you really have to network do. and you have to play in the sandbox, so to speak. You know, you have to yeah, g- go absolutely. out and be seen and be social, you know? Absolutely. And I just, I have been one to gig a lot um, so much that I like almost forget about certain gigs because right. I was like, I don't know. That was just a Tuesday for me at that gig. <laughs> I mean, I made or my you've money. Done, like three gigs in the same day kind of a thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there was absolutely. a time in my life where I had three jobs like every single day. Yeah. And it was crazy. But like at that time, I loved doing it. I loved the hustle. And, and it was just like, move, move, move. Next, right. n- you know, money, money, money. Right, right. Next thing, see these friends, see these friends. Yeah. Be performing, you know. So I love it. But I, I love doing gigs because I do think that it's it can be fairly good money for a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. But I do think that when you're doing gigs, you need to be able to have, you know, uh, like don't just pigeonhole yourself into just a dancer. Like sure. Sure. Be a model. If you can sing, work on your singing. If you know, add, add these certain elements because then you can always get booked for different kinds of gigs. Yeah. You you have to make yourself more valuable, especially now. I mean, I'm not trying to age us or make us sound old. I mean, I'm older (laughs) than you, but, um, because we're not, but, but I, I, but just to say the phrase, like when we were younger, I, I I really do just mean like 15 years ago, right? even, even in that amount of years, the, the, the name of the game has changed quite a bit. Um, yeah. Now it's, you know, uh, you know, there's a different hustle. There's the social media hustle and there's like, you know, being seen. I'm trying to put yourself out there to be seen like in videotaping. I mean, we used to never videotape ourselves in, in class. You know what no, I mean? No, never. Oh my gosh. That is, oh, it's, true, I, right? it's so true. And I just had this conversation with a friend a, a couple weeks ago. It's, it's so crazy that like you used to go to class to, to wear learn. whatever you yeah. didn't have your hair and makeup done you would just go you'd take class you wouldn't record it but it was like your little time to like make a mistake or learn a new yeah, thing a that you weren't space. that good at yeah. totally but now it's like full full on with your cutest outfit and you go and take class and then they record you and then it's all on social media and if you messed up and didn't do the choreography right you're like oh Right. Now it's out there for the whole world to see. It's so stressful. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but the hustle's different, you know? So nowadays, yeah. it's like, you know, and I, but I mean, obviously, and of course, we're coming off of, uh, you know, obviously, we're coming off of a global pandemic. Luckily, things right. seem to be moving in the right direction. Um, and, you know, people are getting vaccinated. Mask mandates are being lowered. Yep. We're coming back. Like, I saw this really totally. great, um, I saw this really great billboard the other day when I was driving down the 15. And it, and it was an advertisement, I think, for Bruno Mars' uh, new residency that's coming. Oh, yeah. And it just said simply in, in all bold letters, and it was so, it was just brilliant marketing. And it just said, it's showtime. Like, it's yes. time to get back to work. And I love it. Yeah. So... You were also a part of another show that I absolutely love, and also with some of our other really great girlfriends. Um, you were a pussycat doll. Meow. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> yes. Tell me, just tell me about that experience. I mean, how, like, how oh. did that come about? I mean, did, did and I mean, it, it must have been because here's the thing: it was also, it was such a culturally significant moment too. I think for women. Um, totally. and especially with female performers. So mm-hmm. what a, what a opportunity to be a part of that. Like, I mean, I, I'm dying to know a little bit of like behind the scenes info. <laughs> okay. 
Well, listen, Pussycat Dolls was my most favorite job ever. Oh, I love that. I love that. I was going to ask you, but I'm glad you answered already. I was going to ask you if you had a favorite show in town. I love it. Pussycat Dolls. Because it was, obviously the name was, you know, very famous and, you know, Robin Anton, like all that stuff, the Pussycat Dolls had major top one hits, you know. Sure. So it was amazing to be a part of that. Uh, it was also amazing to like kind of find my inner like my inner pussycat doll. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. because you know I had done a little bit of sexy and I had done a little bit of jazz and like sort of ish burlesque, but not really a whole lot. Yeah. But that was like a big turning point for me to do that pussycat doll kind of burlesque, which is a yeah. little bit more pop style. It's not like vintage burlesque. But, you know, it's like the pop kind of burlesque, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I loved it. The dancing was so much fun. And you you just, you found a confidence with it. You honestly really did. And And it was Mikey and Robin that choreographed it? Yes. And they they would come pop in every once in a while. They weren't always there. Mm. But um, it was great. The costumes were beautiful. They were fully blinged out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like made us look hot, you know, and that is where I met some of my best friends. So yeah. oh, who, I love it. Yeah, it was no, awesome. No, I just, I, I couldn't, I could talk for hours about pussycat dolls and we, I know we don't have the time, but I honestly just loved it. It was such a great experience, like 10 out of 10. Yeah. I would do it over again. I mean, and, I uh, wanted to be a pussycat doll, but like, so, so I mean, that, so I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you then, I mean, you met, I mean, is that where you met Sheila and Colby? Yeah. Well, I met Colby in Pussycat Dolls mm-hmm. and I had kind of known of Sheila, but I didn't really know her that well. But when she became a Pussycat Doll, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we all kind of like. Really sure. I love it. We're all besties still. I, you guys are. Oh my God. And you guys, I love, I like, I, I follow you guys on social media. I love when you guys actually get together and like, you know, when you're uh-huh. in the same city and. Uh, just just because you can tell you can tell you guys love each other and it's such a good friendship and and you guys are also talented so um, yeah yes girl but like I mean how and you mentioned the costumes and this is the thing I want to kind of let the audience know too like the audience the listeners who maybe aren't performers I mean that really is one of the it's like it is one of the fun moments it's like when you get to wear something sparkly and fabulous for work I mean come on (laughs) That totally. was my favorite number. Um, that was my favorite moment. Excuse me. Like when yeah. I, I'm going to reference just Jubilee just because that was probably the most blinged out outfits I got to wear as a right. boy. Um, mm-hmm. And I just always said that that was always my favorite moment um, of the of the daily process of doing the show. Uh, aside from actually dancing was that moment right when you finished getting ready. Like you're in the dressing room Mm. and you're in your vanity mirror and you're just, you're ready. And you give yourself that look of just like, yep. Okay. Okay. You give that look like, like, Hey girl. Hey girl. Yeah. That Hey girl look. (laughs) Like Let's go do a show. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, and there, and there is something to be said about like costumes in the sense of like quality as well, because when you have a costume that's made of good quality and it fits you right, you feel a lot more confident than just something that's just like, here, put this on. It's one night thing. Like, you know, these costumes were fitted to us. And and so it, it's really, really nice when you have quality costumes that you feel extra confident in. And you, yeah, you feel, you do. You feel confident. You feel beautiful. You feel, yeah. you're re- it's showtime. 
I mean, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was so much fun. I mean, yeah. the Pussycat Dolls, we had so many celebrities that came through there, sure. too, that would do little one-night things. And, you know, we'd take pictures. And then all, tons of times after our show, because um, Pure Nightclub was right next door. Sure, sure. We would, like, stay in our costume if, like, a celebrity was there and it was their birthday. And we would go, like, present a cake. And it would be this whole, like, photo op thing. And you know, uh, Jamie, our singer, would get on the microphone and say, you know, we have so-and-so here. It's their birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was this whole big thing. And it just, it was like celebrity That's status, so you know? So what was, do you have, can you tell us, like, as far as like a celebrity that came as like a guest star in the show, like your favorite experience Ooh. with a specific Pussycat Doll celebrity? Oh, gosh. Um, there was a lot, but I would say... I, I sort of liked it when Paris Hilton came. Okay, that's okay. You don't have to be embarrassed to say it. No, but like <laughs> Spill the she tea was on working Paris, it. She, you know, she was like finding her in her like pussy cat too, and so yeah. it was pretty cool. But yeah, we had her. We had Jessica Simpson. We had Kim Kardashian. I remember um, the Kim Kardashian one. I think I was there that night. She oh, were she you? did the bathtub number, right? She did the bathtub. Yep. 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 I remember. But Ooh, yeah, girl. that was such a, that but, was a have you fun, had any, anybody? Thing. I have to ask. You know I have to ask. Okay. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but do you reversely was okay. there a, was there a celebrity that was actually difficult to work with or just a super diva um demanding anything. And even if you don't want to tell me, well, no, I want you to tell me the name. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Most of the times that we had a celebrity come in, we did not rehearse with them. Okay. They they would rehearse on their own time with like Robin. Okay. And they you know, whether they were singing or whether they were doing the bathtub number or whether they were hosting or kind of doing their own little solo thing yeah sure sure they didn't really do many like numbers with us it was more like solo so okay so So your experience you were face to face with them that often yeah it was more like it was more like night of like okay i see we see them on stage we hang out maybe a little bit we take a couple photos and say hi or whatever but um yeah, we didn't really like rehearse. I don't have any like. That's okay. No, that's okay. I mean, it, tea, you know, it's, it's tea kind of for a, that. It was, I was hoping we could get some some piping hot tea there. But <laughs> um, what? Are, by the way, what are you drinking over there, girl? Oh, I have tequila with pineapple juice. Yes. Oh, yeah. That is your drink. You've been drinking that drink for a while. See, Everyone that really knows me knows that this is my drink. That's your drink, girl. I had a drink. Cheers. Well, what are you? Cheers. What are you drinking, girl? Do you, you have know any tequila me. in there? Listen, listen. No, I'm a vodka girl. Okay. So, okay. you know, I'm actually drinking my favorite vodka, Absolute Elix. And I, I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I did a gig with you for yeah. them. Yes. It's such, such a good vodka. People. And um, yeah, a good people. Yeah, you did it a couple years, I think. But I love I that we you. can do this while we're drinking and having a cocktail. That's the point. There we um, go. Perfect. I love it. Um, was there any... Okay, so in regards to the last thing I want to know about Pussycat Dolls. Yes. Um, was there anybody that I know you told me you really enjoyed working with Paris or having her her, her there, but was mm-hmm. there anybody, even if they weren't in the show, but like maybe came to the venue to watch, were you ever starstruck by anybody? Oh gosh. Uh, like the most starstruck person that you'd like for you. I, I don't know if it was starstruck, but honestly there was two girls that came Two celebrities that came, okay. different nights. Okay. That 
I loved meeting and they were so, so sweet and they did not do the show, but it was Drew Barrymore. Aw, yeah. She's a sweetheart. We She's, took a yeah. picture with her. Loved her. And then um, if you remember Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, of course she, I remember. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she she's originally from Minnesota, so we kind of had that in common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she took a picture with us, and then she invited us because she was going to go hang out with her friends next door at Pure. And she, like, invited us, so I went over there, and I, like, literally sat down in a nightclub having a drink, sitting on a couch with, with just Rachel her. Lee. Oh, my God. I love it. Just her and I. And we chatted like your for, besties, like 30 you know? minutes. I have no joke. I love it. She was so, so sweet. Honestly, she'd be like, oh, where were you? You know, where'd you grow up in Minnesota? What brought you out here? Like, what shows have you done? Like, asking me about stuff. And I'm like, yeah. Ah, like, she's like, can what? you give me any advice? I'm trying to get in a show here. <laughs> no, but she was a sweetheart. Yeah, but there, there was tons of celebrities that came through. Um, and most of the time, everyone was was really nice. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And you know, that's always so refreshing to hear, you know. Um, yeah. But so, okay. So moving on to yes. your next fabulous show. Another one of my favorites. I swear, I promise I'm not trying to flatter you. Like, I really am just that big of a fan. I really am. <laughs> But um, but it's also we're also talking about a span of over fi- over fifteen years now at this point of of work. So it's you know it's significant and I love it. Um, totally. but Vegas the show, you were original cast member of Vegas the show. Let me tell yeah. you that for anybody who doesn't know, really it was just such a classy, well done show, and it was a sh- you know it incorporated the classic showgirl, which was kind of getting lost in the strip at the time, because I, at yeah. the time, um, the Follies Berger had closed, and uh, which was at the Tropicana, and at the time, I believe Jubilee was on its last year or two as yeah. well, so it definitely f- it, it met, there was a need for it, is what I want to say, and um, I just thought it was done so well in it, but it was also more than that, there there was more than just the showgirl numbers, there was some really, really great choreographed and imagined numbers in there, um, Yeah. Remind me, what's uh, who was it? A tiger, Tiger Martina, right? Yep, tiger. Yeah, tiger. Mm-hmm. So, um, so now that I've talked about it, you tell me, tell me about your experience <laughs> in the show. Yeah, I it it was a fun show, and it was something kind and of. You got to do that with Colby too. I, I did. Yep. Yep. She was original cast too, and it was a different kind of show than I had done because it was more of a classic kind of Vegasy mm-hmm. show. Yeah, you went and from like sexy, erotic sexy to burlesque sexy to classic Vegas. Correct. Yeah. Right? Yes, girl. Totally. She's getting in she's getting all her genres in. Totally. <laughs> it, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of hard work. Um the first few months. It was a lot of rehearsal. Um I was the tallest showgirl in uh in the in line. A, or dancer I should say. Yeah. Uh, in the line. Yeah. And, um, they like at the audition, they had us stand in the height line and they had to make a cutoff because they wanted, um, there was this girl, Carolyn, she was a really great dancer, but she was much shorter. She was in peep show okay. and, uh, she was much shorter, but they wanted her as a lead. Like you could tell. And so yeah. they were like, we need to make a they cutoff because adjust around her, like, like adjust the height line around her. Yeah. Yeah, so, it, well, I mean, she was part of, you know, who I could kind of tell they were really looking at. And then Tara Palsha, she was the other kind of lead in that at the time. And so they kind of figure out the height line. But yeah. I ended up getting that job. And it was a lot of hard work at the beginning, but, like, so much fun. The cast all got yeah. together, um, got 
um, together well. Uh, got along got together well. well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun because it was like Vegas that kind of took you through the years. And it wasn't like necessary necessarily like impersonators of Elvis and, and the Rat Pack and stuff, but it Cher, was... They had a share in that, there as well. They had a Sonny and Cher, I think, right? Right, yeah, Sonny and Cher. I mean, there was pl- plenty of artists that have kind of gone throughout Vegas throughout the years, and it was kind of p- more paying homage to them. And so... Right. Um, yeah, but Vegas throughout the years, the showgirl things, there was a can-can number, there was like a hey mambo, you know, the kind of number. So it the was mambo really Italiano a lot of fun. number? Yeah, so good. Yes. So... That no, and that was a fun show. I actually saw that. I think I saw that show like I can't even count. I saw it many times because <laughs> just being very blessed, like knowing people like you and Colby and like some of the boys, like I was able to yeah. get comps pretty much um, very easily. I guess. That's what I should say. And we loved so, and I, it when we could comp our friends in and like yeah, yeah. cheering for well, us. Yeah, and it's always fun. Yeah, exactly. It's always fun to like have people cheering for you. I'm. I mean, I'm loud anyway. So like when I'm when I'm at a, when I'm when I'm you? when I'm trying to be loud, it's like it's another level. <laughs> I know. I don't know if you know this. I mean, I'm, I know everything about me screams introvert, but <laughs> I'm coming out of my comfort zone now. <laughs> no, oh kidding. my goodness! I love it. Did you? I mean, what was it like working with Tiger? Do you mind if I ask? I mean, I I actually I don't know him well, but I love his choreography. Yeah, he he's very um, specific, but I think in a really good way. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just certain styles of dance, you know, like the Sonny and Cher one was very like that old school, like go go, like, yeah, vibe. And then sure. like you know you had to switch it up, moment. and you had to switch it up when we did like Shining Star. It was more like glitz and glamours and hips and you know laybacks and stuff like that, and so. There was definitely like different genres of styles that he was very particular at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was part of the rehearsal process was being very, very tedious about those little tiny details, because honestly, they really do make a big difference. Yeah. No, because they, it, they when definitely it, do. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Tiger, I, he was great. I mean, I, I never had any problems with him and I, he is such a like visionary and yeah. Uh, yeah so it, it was a good experience for me for sure. Isn't the show, is the show, I heard it's on, I mean, I don't know what the schedule happened, what happened with the show with COVID or whatnot, but wasn't mm-hmm. the show also playing here in Vegas, but also on a, a couple cruise ships at one point? Uh, yes, they did put it on a couple cruise ships and I'm not really sure exactly how it was. I never was like a part of it or anything, but I do know, I was, I think it was after I left the show, um, they kind of were starting to, to be able to put it on. The cruise ship, which is yeah. cool. I mean, it's that's a great show to put on a cruise ship. Honestly, oh, it's so. perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. where did you go from? Where did you go from there, girl? Where? What was the next big gig? Oh well, I had a, a few smallerish shows that I did. I did Sin City Comedy and Burlesque, um, a comedy and burlesque show, which I also went on a cruise ship with as a guest entertainer. Did that a few nice, times nice. and got to travel. That was uh, awesome. It was like a paid vacation. Yeah. And then, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, and then I did Tropicana Nights and um, and this show Shaken with Eric Jordan Young. And then I gigged for a long time, just gigging. And then I ended up being a Coyote Ugly girl. She became a coyote. Yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> you're, all these, you're all these animals. You were a pussycat doll. You're a coyote. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you howl? Like, can you do the, I, the coyote? Howl. <laughs> 
Oh my God, Listen, I love I, you. I am a crazy cat lady, okay? I have two cats, Zoro and Ziggy, and they are my babies. I've seen, yeah, I've seen them in, a, in the background a couple times. They're cute. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yes, but girl, I was a coyote. Yes, honey. Listen, for I mean that movie. I remember seeing that movie like as it, like everyone else did, and just you know loving. I lo- I loved the movie. I don't know if you liked the movie or not, but I was into it. I loved it. And um and and then you know then when they decided to actually open these venues, you know, mm-hmm. um I re- I think the first one I went to was in Chicago, but um but yes, I remember you there. But you actually you actually got to be the MC as well, which I think is a, was a new experience for you at the time. You want to tell me about that? Yeah, it was. So I had just been a dancer and model and photographer and. I, it was like very much stepping out of my comfort zone. Like that we say just, we always put that on ourselves. We're like, oh, I was just a dancer. No, you need to own that success, honey. I was a dancer, a model, and a photographer. (laughs) Yes. But I would never consider myself someone that, um, I wasn't a singer. I had never been on a microphone. I hated public speaking. I always got so nervous and I'd slur my words and I didn't know what to say. Yeah. But I auditioned for it because they had a job opening and I went and obviously I killed the dancing part. Let's be honest. I killed yes, it. Yes, she did. Honey. And then yeah. <laughs> and then the next part, they made cuts and then they're like, okay, now you need to get on a microphone. You're going to pretend that this is a pop and club in here and you need to like, you know, connect with the audience and you need to get them to put their hands in the air and to sing the song and get them pumped up. And I was just like, okay, like never yeah. done this before. Like yeah, never yeah, helped, yeah. you know? And so, um, well, cause I, like I, dancers are not typically encouraged to speak. So right. <laughs> like, when, you know, right? like we're not, like, we're not used to being like, yeah, like just shut up <laughs> and just do the choreography. Like I told you the counts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Five, six, seven, eight. But, um, yeah, so I did it and I was just like, what's up Las Vegas, you know, welcome, yeah. you know, whatever. I did my whole spiel. Right. And they were like, that's great. Let's hire her. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know. And so, you know, you start working um, and as you're working, they're kind of training you a little bit. Um, So the girls kind of help you and they, you know, they kind of give you advice on like, when the good time to be on the microphone is, when it's not, what what songs are a sing-along song. Was that sorry. Uh, sorry? I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. But was yeah. so. Was it really up to you? Right? Like you could you set the tone of the whole night, and you, there wasn't like scripted. Like okay, every night at nine ten, you have to be on stage. Or or how did that work? How did the show flow work? Yeah. So I mean, we were there for six hour shifts, and we usually rotated between three and four girls. Sometimes less, sometimes more, depending on the night. But so it's it was typically like you go on stage for 30 minutes on the main stage and that's your time that you're on the microphone and you're owning the whole room. And so that was your time to do that on the microphone. Now there was other stages in the back that you would be on throughout the night and you would just be go-go dancing and maybe once in a while jump on the microphone and you'd kind of, you know, go back and forth. But you would feel the energy of the room and know when to do what you were with the microphone. Yeah. So we would just rotate between the stages and you'd have your moment that you got highlighted. And there was never like necessarily scripted, but there, there was certain things that each person would kind of have as like their own, little thing and everyone kind of had their own personality like I would say for me the way that I dressed and the kind of way I portrayed myself was kind of more like pinup slash pussycat doll 
slash like the girl that knew the hip hop songs. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like that. That, that and, and I would just make, yeah. Well, and, and everyone kind of had their own. Cause there was girls that were like, this is the country girl. She looks like a country girl, like all American girls. She knows all the country music. You know what I mean? And so there was and like a girl that was more the rocker girl that with I the see, black I hair see, yeah. and she was like, yeah, you know, so everyone kind of had their own personality. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun and just training, learning how to be on a microphone and yeah. honestly just finding the confidence and to be on a mic in front of hundreds of people and having them listen to you and be engaged with you. And when you say, put your hands in the air, everyone's putting their hands in the air and I'm singing and now you're singing. And I mean, yeah. I wouldn't consider myself a great singer, but I would say like, I got to be like an okay singer from being on there. Um, just, but you're singing with music. So it's never sure, like sure. full like karaoke. The movie. No, no. <laughs> like yeah, the movie. no, I, I wasn't like full on, but yeah, totally. And it no. was so much fun. And, uh, I loved that I was able to, to find a new talent there. And, and then by being an MC there, I was able to eventually book gigs outside of Coyote Ugly where I was an MC. Perfect. And so that, oh. that was great. And it's another little tidbit on my resume, you know? Absolutely. I mean, and that's that's so key. I think that it's always important to remember with any of us and, and really in any industry, but that, you know, to allow yourself to be open to doing something that you've never done before or to step out of your comfort zone, as cliche as that sounds, because you never know no, what it'll sure. lead to, you know, and, you know, you were and you were fabulous um, as an MC. I, I, you know, I definitely saw you there. Um, I swear, I, I feel like people listening to this are going to think that I've been your stalker because I'm like, yes, I saw you in that show. Yes, I saw you in that show. <laughs> Bill, you can stalk me anytime. No, I know. <laughs> I swear, audience, like we, we're we're friends. It wasn't creepy. Yeah. I went to go support. <laughs> anyway, no, okay. Um, yeah, we love it. So, do you know what's happening though with Coyote Ugly? I mean, is it reopened? Is it going to reopen? I don't really know what's going on with them. Yeah, well, I'm not a hundred percent sure exactly on all the details. I know that they've slightly opened up um, only select hours. Okay. But it's literally pretty much just a bar. It's not yeah, like not Coyote Ugly yet. Okay. I yeah, see. it's just uh, like sit down at a table now and order your drinks at the bar or order them from the girls. Like it's still the same girls that work there, the bartenders that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're dressed like a coyote. But as far as I know right now, they're not like dancing or really getting on the microphone or doing the dances and stuff like that. So that's sort of a bummer because I kind of – that's what makes Coyote Ugly – Coyote Ugly, you know, sure, sure. is, is yeah. the entertainer aspect and the crowd participation and stuff like that. So, um, I don't, I'm sure at some point it will come back. Um, as for me, I personally don't think that I'll go back. I feel like it's kind of too much time has gone by and I feel like I'm kind of on to new things and stuff and just next chapter kind of thing. Okay. But, that's totally fair. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Yeah. I mean, it was, un- it, it was a little, and I'm sure there's tons, hundreds of entertainers in town that unfortunately due to the pandemic, you know, well, we all lost our jobs, you know, in a sense, or at least paused them. But a lot of them lost jobs that are not coming back. And it was unfortunate because we kind of all thought, okay, we're going to get like a little vacation for a few weeks in a sense. And then yeah, we're going to go we back to work. It was going to be that And we long, didn't know yeah. it was like our final bow or like last time we were going to do that dance. And it's kind of, you know, so that's kind of a bummer. Because you sure. kind of want that like final curtain call, but of course, yeah, it's almost it kind of like needing is. closure at the end of a relationship. You know what totally. I mean? Totally, <laughs> totally. 
So let's talk more about the entrepreneurial. Did I'm saying that? Am I saying that right? Entrepreneurial side of you. Yes. <laughs> you think you have to like really think about how to say that last <laughs> R there. But <laughs> so let's first talk. of all, let's talk about Amanda Nowak Photography. You okay. have grown your business. I, at least, I mean, again, I don't. I, I'm not looking at your numbers. I don't know what they are. But it looks like that photography business has grown and been quite successful in town. And full disclosure, uh, Amanda Nowak did the photos for all of the Hey Girl. Every picture you see of me on Hey Girl, she took it. So <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that because honestly, when when I saw that your podcast came out and and that you were using that photo, I was like, yes, girl, like I love this. And oh, it's I'm like so such glad. a great I was photo hoping you shoot. Be, Oh, it was so much fun. We had the best time, and you're like, it, oh, and you're the, you really make it, made me feel comfortable. Like even you know, uh-huh. even though I'm I'm a performer, it's still not. That was one of my things. I was never even as a performer. I mean, I was comfortable in live shows, moving yeah. and doing things, but modeling never came like natural to me. So, like actually standing in front of a camera, you know. But yeah. you always you always made me feel comfortable, and we laughed and we had fun, and you got some really really great shots. And that is all you. That was not me, girl. Like I don't know how some of those photos came out. You made me look it, amazing. <laughs> it was a team effort. Let's it was just a say team that. effort. We, I, I like remember that. we were like, you were even like, when you pulled out that disco ball, you're like, I've got this disco ball. You want to do some stuff with this? And I was yeah. like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of random props that I just, in the moment, I just get ex- it, like inspired and I'm like, you know what? I think this needs a disco ball or this needs glitter, a bouquet of flowers yep. or this needs whatever, you know? The, the, in the, remember in the martini glass, we put glitter. <laughs> Yes, we did. And you had that fancy bow tie with all the rhinestones on it. The rhinestones. Oh my god, it's so funny. Well, but anyway, so uh, yes, it was it was fabulous, um, and I loved it. And uh, they came out so good. Like you know, and that's the thing. I think when for people should know, like when they you know when they're booking a photographer for anything, mm-hmm. it's like you want someone that makes you comfortable in front of the camera. Um, and and also you know you you capture you capture moments that are special, which I, which I love, you know, I think that's probably something um, that you, you love doing about it, but I'll let you talk more about it. Cause I keep talking too much. So you go yeah, no, talk. I love it. Tell no, me I've been well, doing... why photography? Like why, why, why did we, where, where does that passion come from and what drives you in that? Okay. So this is going to sound just so random, but literally one night I could not sleep at night. I was thinking in my mind, what am I going to do when I can't be a dancer anymore? When I can't perform anymore, what's my next thing? Sure. I didn't go to college. Dancing was all I knew. That was my love and passion, knowledge, everything. And uh, and I couldn't sleep at night. And the first thing I thought was, well, what do I like doing? What do I enjoy? And I was like, I really enjoy taking photos. That was the first thing that came to my mind. I was never a photographer before. I just always would be the one that always had my camera with me and I would just love taking pictures of people. And so like literally laying in bed, I'm like, I'm going to be a photographer. I'm going to save up my money. I'm going to buy a camera and I'm just going to start practicing. So that's how it started. Self-taught. Completely self-taught, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bravo. Yeah. Self-taught. Yeah. I mean, I love doing it and I, and I've seen how much my photos have progressed throughout the years because I've been doing photography for like 10 or 11 years now. And just seeing how I progressed, like I get, I get excited with my, with oh, myself sure. when I like see, I was like, dang, that's good. And then when my clients, you know, they post it online or they're, 
or they're complimenting like, oh my God, I love my photos. Like that, it really means a lot to me. You know, I, I love that. And I love yeah. seeing when people post their photos online and people like it and they comment on it. And I'm like, yeah, I helped, you know, make that. You did. You know? Yeah, you did. So being self-taught and actually been doing this now for 10 to 11 years, um, do you ever look back at some of your early work and go, what was I thinking? Or what, what was in photography? Like, have you ever looked back and been yeah. like, I can't believe back then I thought that was yeah. what it should look like? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I haven't felt like super, super bad about something in the past, but I've definitely looked back. And I'm like, oh, why did I put that filter on it? Or why did I have her pose yeah. that way? It would have been so much more flattering to have her pose this way. But yeah, I mean, that's just something that you learn and you gain knowledge from, from, from practice. So, sure. you know, you look back on it, but it's a learning experience and it, it is, and I, and I honestly love doing it. I found such a passion for it. And I mean, most of my clientele is, are like dancers and models and which a lot of them are my friends or a friend of a friend or, you know, someone's already within the industry. So I already know what they need in order to make mm-hmm. it in this industry because I had to do sure. the same thing. Sure, sure. And so I, I love doing that. And of course I, I do like kids photos and family photos, engagements. You've done weddings. Um, yeah. Yeah. I started doing weddings recently. And so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I love doing it. And it's, it's just another like aspect of like the arts and entertainment industry. And so it's my little artsy side. It's perfect. So now let's talk about your newest company, Pop okay. Up Performers. Yes. One of it's one of Las Vegas's newest entertainment mm-hmm. and talent companies. I'm gonna just sit back and let you talk about this because this is actually something really mm-hmm. exciting. I'm so glad uh, that we have the opportunity to do this. So go ahead. Okay, so this all started during the pandemic, and obviously I wasn't working. You know, I lost my job. There's no entertainment in town, right? No shows to go to, nothing. So. I was actually chatting with one of my good friends, Todd White, and he kind of threw this idea in my ear of like, you should have like this telegram company where like a singer or dancer comes to your front door and like does a performance for you because you can't go out and see any performances. Right. right. And I was like, yeah, that's like a really cool idea. Like, I mean, singing telegrams aren't something new per se. They've been around for many years, but like, I don't think enough people are doing it really. And I was like, this is a great way to kind of keep entertainment a little bit alive and bring entertainment to people that can't go out and see any. And so, and honestly in the back of my mind for many, many years, I always thought it would be cool to like have an entertainment company or like a casting agency or something because I had been in the industry for so long and I've met so many different people and I know so many talented, you know, dancers and singers and, and everything performers and a lot of times other agencies would be like, Amanda, do you know, a do you know somebody girl? who can do this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I would be like, yes, this girl and send it or text it to them or call them. And, you know, so I was like already helping. You're already doing agencies. it, but you're not getting a commission. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so I'm like, I'm actually kind of good at this because I know a lot of people. I've been in this town long enough to, to know a lot of people and um, super talented people. And I would love if I could help them get jobs, you know? So that's kind of where it started. And, you know, I talked to my husband, I talked to my best friends, Katie Colby and Sheila, and kind of told them about this. And they were like, you need to do this. This is so up your alley. Like you already know everybody. And so 
I kind of ran with it. I got um, how to start a business for dummies book. And right? <laughs> I like you. literally, I'm not kidding. Started reading I that. It. I love and it. yeah. And I like made this whole list of like, you know, I was doing searching on Google, like how to start a business. Like what licenses do I need? Right. What do what I need to do? What type of insurance do I need? Et cetera. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, how to get an LLC, you know, whatever. And so I had this whole list and I eventually just started checking them off. And uh, doing it, getting all my licenses, getting liability insurance, buying an LLC, making my website. Like I made my own website. I felt like it was pretty good. It is. It's uh, great. Thank you. And I'm already a photographer, so I'm taking photos myself of all the talent and putting that, using those as the photos for advertisement. And so that's kind of what it was going to start off with is bringing entertainment to you since you can't go and see any. And uh, so we did like... Yeah, so there was like an Elvis impersonator, Lady Gaga, Britney Spears, you know. It could be kind of whatever celebrity impersonator or performer in general, just to your front door. Sure, sure. And so it started off with like that. And then I started uh, adding in like princesses and like superheroes for for, little girls' parties and stuff. Or I would want want a princess to come to my party. So it doesn't even have to be a little girl. Exactly. Totally. We did a little boy's birthday party with, and it was a princess party. He wanted Elsa. It. He loved Frozen. So like, I love it. it you know, it, it doesn't have to be gender based, but. You, oh um, no, I know. I was just being silly. Yeah, even no, me as an like, adult, as an adult, I still want a princess because, party. <laughs> no, but I love that you said that because it is a thing. Like, you know, like I love that kids just love, you know, all, all the cartoons and the characters and stuff. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of how it started. And then I eventually, and I have showgirls, lots of showgirls, and I started collecting costumes. You know, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, a lot of entertainment companies had to close down their doors. They just couldn't do business anymore. And a lot of them had costumes that they needed yeah. to get rid of. So I yeah. was able to take advantage of that and, you know, and buy costumes that were like slightly used for much, much cheaper than buying them brand new. Sure. Especially sure. for someone who's just starting up um, a new company. And so. I did that. I've been starting to collect lots of costumes and, uh, you know, booked and out where are these? Are these like, in a, like a room at your house or do you, have you like made a wardrobe I, room at your house or is it in your garage? Like, what are you doing? Semi. I, so semi. this is going to sound really weird, but I have a basement. That's not, oh, was that weird? But I guess you're right in Vegas. They're not in Vegas. It's really yeah. well. It, yeah. You're right. Like, it is in, actually. Yeah. In Michigan or Minnesota, everyone has a basement. That's very, very yeah. normal, but not in Vegas. I have a very old home. So I have a, a 700 square foot basement and it's actually my photography studio. So oh, that's perfect. where I do most of all my, my photo shoots if we're doing them in the studio. And then I have a little area and I have a costume racks where I'm collecting all my costumes. Yeah. But yeah, so it's been great. And then I just want to eventually grow it uh, into more of a full entertainment company because Vegas is starting to open up, you know, shows are opening back up. Conventions will start coming. Corporates will start coming back, and so sure, sure, it's kind of evolving into into Absolutely. that. But it's been I, I exciting. Yeah, I mean, I definitely can see it going in that direction for sure. Mm-hmm. You no, but wait, well, you were talking about impersonators. You do yeah. um, Taylor Swift yourself, right? <laughs> like you yourself, like impersonate Taylor Swift, right? Or am I wrong? <laughs> okay. I, everyone tells me I look like Taylor Swift, especially when I have like my little cat eye and my red lips. And, right. in the blonde hair too. Or yeah. Or I mean, yeah. when I had my blonde hair, yeah. But even people with my red hair, they're like, oh my God, you look like Taylor Swift with red hair. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to do Taylor Swift. I honestly was, I had costumes made. 
this was before I did Coyote Ugly, honestly. And so okay. I wasn't, I hadn't even really been on a microphone or anything. And I got nervous. I Aww. chickened out. Aww. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, it's too much. I don't know how to act like someone else. I just know how to like act like myself. Aww. And so <laughs> I did not end up going through with it. Like I dressed up as her a couple times for like Halloween. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> and so I had like the costume, but... I didn't end up doing it. That's okay. Well, you know, at least you, you maybe you'll revisit it. You know, now that you're maybe. more comfortable on the microphone and everything. Yeah, you never know. Um, and speaking of Halloween, not, we don't. I, I don't. This just occurred to me. Uh, yeah. You and your husband always throw like an amazing <laughs> Halloween party. Like it's the Halloween party to go to. <laughs> and the, you, I love that one year when you were dressed up as like Peg Bundy. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was fun. It that was one of my favorite costumes. Yeah. and uh, yeah, Peg Bundy and my husband was Al Bundy. Al. Yeah, and uh, that was a really big thing. It's, yeah, we um, have it every year. It's our annual thing. We love doing it. Um, like every year our costume is something like together. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so it's pretty cool. I love it. <laughs> well, listen, I, I want to give you an opportunity to just, if you have any, you know, you've had so much success. Um, and I love, I love, love, love that, uh, you know, when we see artists and other performing artists that, know how to re-strategize. And, you know, obviously in this last year when nobody was performing, this was the opportunity to, and even before that, because you mentioned even before the pandemic, you were thinking like what, you were trying to strategize over when, whenever the day came that performing was over, what's next? And that's mm-hmm. when you went to, you know, your photography and et cetera. And, and I just think it's so smart and it's so valuable, but it's something that not as many people talk about as they should, um, yeah. about being able to, you know, gener- uh, create other um forms of income for yourself as a performer when you're moving out of that role. If you have any words of wisdom for anyone listening that, um, that you could instill, that would be really lovely. Yeah. Uh, I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but like, don't pigeonhole yourself into just one thing, you know, find new things that you're good at. And, and I, I think that some people did take advantage of that during the pandemic as they found a new something for them to get into because they had all this extra time, you know, whether it was, getting into photography or getting into video editing or, um, you know, or starting to choreograph no. <laughs> things or go, go, you know, learn, um, how to be a yoga instructor. I mean, you know, there's all these things that people can, can do. And I think you just have to be really driven to do it and you can still do what you, what you love to do and what you know to do in the meantime, but like take that time to like, think about your future. I think it's really important. And, um, you know, we can't perform forever. It's it's just the truth, it's and it's unfortunate. Truth, yeah. We want to be able to perform forever, right. but like our bodies, they me- they're not going to let us. And no one's going to book us when we're seventy years old. You know, it's just not going to happen. I just think it's important to to be able to yeah find another niche, and it doesn't have to be something in the performance industry too. Like it, you could be an insurance broker if that's what you want to do, or a real estate agent, or go back to school or whatever you want to do. But I think that it's important to be able to kind of find that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's, yeah, you know. no, that's great. So listen, um, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. If they're looking for a fabulous photographer or if they want to hire, um, a performer from pop-up performers, I will definitely, um, put everything in the description of the episode, but just tell okay. everyone now how they can do it. Yeah, sure. So I have three Instagrams. <laughs> I have my personal one. It's Amanda Nowak. It's N-O-W-A-K. And yep. then Amanda Nowak Photography. And then Pop Up Performers. 
And there's no it. hyphens or anything like that. But yeah, I love I, it. Yeah, and that's a lot of work for people who don't know. I mean, running multiple multiple social media platforms—that's on top of running your business. (laughs) That's a lot. Okay, (laughs) totally. But you know, but social media—it has become one of those things where you just need to stay on top of it. On and sometimes it's really silly silly to like, yeah, have to be like, oh, I need to post a photo, and and I think it's one of those things that I've learned. It's like out of sight, out of mind for certain people. And you yeah, just, yeah. people are going to scroll through their phone. You just need to be in their site because when they have a gig, they're like, oh yeah, Amanda, I, you know, right. I just saw whoever in their, in their feed and, and they remember that. And so I think it's important, you know, it's a, it's something that we have to do. And un- unfortunately it's sort of like silly that we right. have to do it. And sometimes right. we, ha- you get we have to take gigs. our selfies and, and we have to like post things about back behind the scenes stuff of the company or what you're working on. Right. Just to, right. Just to let people feel like they're a part of it, you know? Right. Yeah. But yeah. I do, I do enjoy social media and, I, and it's fun to kind of get to yeah. share some things that you're doing in your life, whether it's personal or within your company. Like I think it's fun. And like on my photography page, I basically get to share my art, you know? Yeah. So, oh, I love so it. I love that. Well, listen, I had the best time. I'm so glad we finally Aww. got to do this. You're lovely. Yes. And again, I, 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 I've said it a million times that, you know, I'm a fan. Um, and I just have so much respect for you and for what you're doing. And I'm proud of I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of what you're doing with pop-up performers. So bravo. Keep it up, girl. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much <laughs> for welcome. having me again. It's been a while that we talked about this. And we finally got it done. And we had a drink. And we chatted yes, it up. girl. I love, love it. it. All right, girls. So listen, if you like what you heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Uh, Make sure you check us out on our website at www.heygirlpodcast.com. Girl is spelled with a U. We have not just episodes on there, but we have Hey Girl merch. And we also have um, monthly musical playlists. Thanks to our friends at Spotify. So check those out. And you can listen to them when you're in the car, working out, working, doing homework, meditating. Well, it's probably not meditative music, but you get the deal. Anyway... And we, of course, have um, Hey Girl cocktails on there with uh, tutorials and recipes to have your sparkliest girlish cocktails. Um, Coming soon, though, I want to let you guys all know Gay Pride Month is coming up. And so I have a lot of fun stuff coming up for that. We will have a Hey Girl Pride cocktail and a Hey Girl Pride playlist. So keep an eye out for all of that. I love you so much, Amanda. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Love you. (laughs) I love you, too. Bye, girl. Girl, bye. (laughs) 